Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Shall we go ahead and start this? Let's do it. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And you could tell by Adam's excitement that we're doing this show for you guys this week. Doing it in the morning. I know. Neither of us are used to this. We're used to doing this like. Well, we start. We're usually slated to start at like ten or eleven o'clock at night, and then we actually don't get to record till like. Or actually, no, I take that back. Like nine or ten, and then we don't record till like ten or eleven. Yeah. And then it goes to like the wee hours of the morning. But uh, yeah, so we're doing this uh, Sunday morning, which for me is uh, the first day of spring forward. So I already got fucked on an hour, and Adam, on the other hand, is. Normal. My life, my life hasn't changed at all, because there's many things Arizona doesn't do right. <laughs> but the one thing they did do right is we abolished daylight savings time because it's fucking stupid. It is. I don't need to know when my crops are going to need to get picked or anything stupid like that. Well, I mean, you know, the only crops really are cultivating the weed, but you can do that any time of day. Yeah, it, you know. <laughs> you know, it's just I, a, annoying. I remember when I lived in um. California. It's like, oh, it's daylight savings time. You got to turn your clocks back. And since I had moved from Arizona and I knew that, because when I lived in Massachusetts, we did it there too. But I didn't know a world where you didn't do it. So right. I just figured whatever. But then when I moved to California, I'm like, why are we doing this? Like every single time I had to do it, I'm like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to walk around the house, change my fucking clocks? And everyone's going to be confused and everybody's going to be complaining about this and that. Like, fucking, ugh. So useless. It really is. I mean, there's no benefit to it. I mean, everybody goes, but the days last longer. They last longer anyway. The like, day, the time of the day has nothing. It's so stupid. It's Who gives a shit? Well, no. I mean, it gets dark around 9 o'clock, which still would be 8 o'clock normal time. And right now it gets dark. It got dark around like 6. It's almost like they do daylight savings time now because people get uppity. 
if they if they feel like they're waking up before the sun comes up. Oh, you're still doing that. It's just getting darker later because I got I I got up at seven this morning. I looked at the window, and I was just like, "Why is it still dark?" Or kind of dark. I go, "This is this is annoying." I and have then, no I have no idea what the sun looks like at seven. So <laughs> it's not my problem. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, one of the things that came out this week was the latest or the second event Avenger new uh, Avengers trailer, Age of Ultron. That's the third trailer. Is it the third trailer? Yeah. Because there's because you're missing the teaser. There's the teaser. Oh well, yeah. And then the main one, and then this is the third one. Uh, Or the whatever is whatever, Dick. It's it's the (laughs) the second real trailer. Steve will make get, make it be there. There will be a way where he's right. Yeah, of so course. it's the second real trailer now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, check it out. Uh, it's a little. It's not as dark as the the first one, which usually is. Um, but it's still uh, dire. But it's not. Yeah, but dark. you you'll hear a lot of the little quips. You know, like Thor going, is that the best you have? And then all the robots, and then you hear Captain America's, you had to ask, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then Black Widow, I'm always having to pick it up after you boys. Um, oh, yeah, when she picks up the shield. I want. There's always something that's always got that's got me, you know, like when people drive by and they reach out and they grab something that's laying on the street. Wouldn't that hurt if you're driving by at, like, full speed? I've done that once because I was an idiot. <laughs> I, dro- I had dropped my hat on the freeway. And uh, I want, I did not want to be without my hat. And my buddy said, okay, we'll get back on the freeway. But I can't stop on the freeway. And I think he slowed down to 50. <laughs> and I reached out of the car with the door open and scooped up my hat. And after that, I realized if I was just an inch off, <laughs> half of my hand would still be on the freeway. <laughs> it moving so fucking fast. One of my crowning achievements. Scooped it up. <laughs> Yeah, but see, that's a hat. When you're doing like Captain America's shield, or you've seen like yeah. action movies where it's a weapon and they something hard. Yeah, they swing down and it's not moving, and you're moving at like, and let's let's get, let's be real. This is movie version, so it's like 80 miles an hour. That shit's gonna hurt. Yeah, but you know, you're not Black Widow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She probably has some advanced way to grab it that she <laughs> learned in the streets or something. <laughs> That she learned in the streets of Russia. <laughs> <laughs> it probably ended up feeling good when she picked it up. Gave a massage. Right. Uh, but at the end of the trailer, we got that little quick glimpse of the vision. Which, the way the um, from the way that close-up looks, looks like it's pretty close to the comic. Because everybody was kind of wondering how they were going to do vision. I think the vision looks amazingly close to the comic, to be yeah. honest. I mean, it is Joss Whedon, so you know he's not going to change the dynamic too much. He won't change it unless he needs to. Yeah. But it also, you know, you see a little more Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch kind of, I don't know, playing both sides. A uh, Scarlet bit. Witch looks fucking confused. Every time I see her in the little clips, she doesn't look. She looks like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. So Kind of hot, though. Uh, well, yes, but... <laughs> That's Elizabeth Olsen for you. <laughs> no, but I've noticed that with Josh with Josh Whedon he doesn't he doesn't change things just to change things like the only I think the the costume he changed the most was Hawkeye's but that needed to be changed yeah you're not gonna he's not gonna have that big old purple thing on the front of his face yeah (laughs) but like Black Widow hasn't changed that much Um, right 
all the other heroes. They, I don't think they've changed all that much. No. The, the color, you know, is a little yeah. less bright. But yeah. That's just some realism. Yeah. A Hulkbuster suit, though. That I want to see. I'm still curious why they're fighting. Because yeah. cause if you notice, the Hulk, has his eyes are like bloodshot. Yeah. Like something's wrong with him. Well, I mean, from what I've peeked at with the stories, it seems that uh, uh, the Scarlet Witch is fucking with people's minds a little bit. Mm. So it could do the same thing with Banner. And then everybody has to sort it out. And it's funny, too, because I just started uh, rereading World War Hulk. So, you know, Tony Stark comes out in the Hulkbuster suit to take on Hulk. And I was just like, oh, man, this is the sole reason why you need to make World War Hulk. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying they should they should do that. It would, make but, a great, it would make a great movie, and it would give the Hulk a really good standing point. But Marvel says they don't have any plans right now to make a Marvel standalone. They got too many fucking movies going on. Yeah. Well, now that they got Spider-Man back, they can... Yeah, know. Hulk's on the back burner. Yeah. I thought it was funny. As soon as they got Spider-Man back, they just started moving shit. They're like, yes. make a gap. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like six months, and I mean it's it's at least it's not like a year. Like now you have to wait an extra year. It's just six months. Yeah, you know. And so we'll see. Uh, but in sad news this week, uh, those of you that are fans of the original cast uh, Star Trek movies, uh, a week ago we lost Leonard Nimoy, but this week we lost uh, producer of some of the. Uh, Oh, two of the highly successful Star Trek uh, original series movies. Harvey Bennett passed away this week at the age of 84. Yeah. Um, he produced and co-wrote stories. Uh, a lot of people attributed him for saving this, the Star Trek movie franchise because his first foray into producing was Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, which was still one of the highly and most memorable Star Trek movies. Um around and each of those films starting with star trek 2 3 and 4 all were kind of tied together like it each movie picked up where the last one left off right um so yes yeah, he co-wrote and produced star trek 2 the wrath of khan star trek 3 the search for spock and star trek 4 the voyage home which is still one of the most widely successful star trek movies around um and that movie after you have two, two dark movies like wrath of khan and search for spock the Voyage Home was really, really lighthearted and a lot of fun, and even poked fun at itself, which was great. And then his final foray was Star Trek V: The Final Frontier. Um, he even made a cameo in the the last film as a Starfleet Chief of Staff. <laughs> he was an actor. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but he, you know, he was also produced a lot of '60s television shows like The Bot Squad, Six Million Dollar Man, and uh, The Bionic Woman. Uh, they did not say what he. Um, uh, what he died of, but uh, it is it is a good loss because he is part of Star Trek history. You know, he was part of the, you know, Spock death resurrection, and then the best, as most people call it, save the whales movie, you ever possibly wanted to see. <laughs> he pr he probably just died of old age. I mean, he's yeah. pretty pretty old. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a sad little loss for the original Star Trek family. Yeah, but um, so. Uh, now, uh, and this, this one came out, I mean, I, you kind of knew, I, I kind of knew this was going to happen, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, people are talking about, oh, Jada Pinkett Smith isn't returning for Gotham Season 2. Um, I kind of figured as much. I mean, with the kind of, I don't want to say caliber that she is, but the profile that she is, I didn't figure her lasting more than a season. Because if, uh, so, my take on this whole thing was, okay, she was, you know, big mob boss, what what have you. And even in the first couple episodes, you know, she's already starting to try to take over Falcone's territory. So you knew her shelf life was going to be very limited. But since the story of Gotham has been focusing more on the Penguin or Cobblepot to, you know, rise up as a, a, a to return to Gotham, you kind of figured that at some point he's going to, he or somebody's going to take out Smith's character and then it would really start to get the story going. Yeah. See, it, it gets to the point where since you already know the future of all these fucking characters, it gets to the point where she's just in the way. Yeah. You know, so she's got to go sometime. Yeah. And I mean, I, you, you figure with her because of the fact that she also isn't a, you know, canon character. Like, she was made up specifically for the show. She could go at any time. And to me, it was just, she was kind of like the placeholder. Like, I guarantee you she didn't make up this thing at the beginning of the season, like, just a few weeks ago and say, you know what, I'm not going to come back for season two. No. It was most likely, look, we'll bring you on. You'll be, because if you really think about it, she's the only real big name in that series. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, we'll bring you on, we'll have your character, and we'll just have you for one season. we got this cool arc for your character, and then, you know, and then, and then go from there. You're just setting up everything for the Penguin. And, you know, so I'm not really surprised, and to be honest, kind of glad. <laughs> she was, I mean, she was my least favorite character, to be honest. I just thought she was a little too over the top. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I hate when... It, she, her performance, and she's a good actress, but the way she was doing that character was like a novella. <laughs> and it just didn't fit with everybody else because everybody else was doing like a serious role. Huh. You know, and hers was like long po- long stares into the distance and silly shit, you know, and I'm like, fine, just, just kill her, please. <laughs> Start rooting for Penguin. I just... I get penguin in here. It's like a novella. <laughs> Ramon. <laughs> no, novellas are so fucking dramatic. Like Maria. If, if you think if you think American soap operas are dramatic, you have never seen a novella. Watch one novella. Oh man. It's Dude, just so fucking thick with it. It's just ridiculous. When I go to the laundromat, dude. Uh, they always have this one particular one I go to, they have two TVs in the laundromat. They have one that shows American television and the other one that shows the Spanish television. So, like, I'll look at whatever they're showing. It's usually, like, extra. I'm surprised you found a laundromat in California that even plays American television. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Uh, And they usually have Channel 4 on one of them. And then you turn to the other one, and then it's some telenovela thing going on. You know, it's always, you know. (laughs) (laughs) My, My wife is usually watching one like at least one she's not too into them but um she watches this one ter- uh, teresa mm-hmm. so i probably not pronounced that way but that's how you pronounce it in english um teresa 
And it's, and it's uh it's it's a popular one. Uh-huh. I think she watches all of them on Hulu. We don't even we don't have cable anymore. And um the only reason I'll watch it with her but it's only because Angelique Boyer is on it and she's fucking like stupid hot. Like to the point that you think she's just CGI. <laughs> like, <laughs> like does there's she no actually way. there's exist? no way this girl is that hot. <laughs> does she actually exist, you know? And she's actually the bad guy so I'll argue with uh Lorena and she'll be like um no she's she's the one she's the one and I'm like I don't know I think she's just misunderstood I'm like <laughs> no she's a fucking bitch I'm like no <laughs> so oh man that's funny I know sometimes you look at them and you're like how are they so like ridiculously hot and then like the mothers are so ridiculously old <laughs> like, yeah Look, you're like, whoa, wait, what happened here? Let me guess. There was a leak of gamma radiation that made all the young chicks. <laughs> no, there's so many, there's so many like trends in novellas. Like one, all of the main women are hotter than the fucking sun. Like to the point that you're like, there is no, there is no, <laughs> the concentration of tens in this in this area is is it's not believable. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. And then um, also, I've noticed that. Novella culture, Hispanic culture, whatever, they love to watch rich people because yeah. most people in these novellas are rich. Like they have beautiful like villas that they fucking <laughs> lives in living in shit. And I'm like, but they're all most of the people watch this show are fucking poor. Mm-hmm. So why why do you I don't know, it's weird to me. But um they all live like half of their houses outside. Right. They throw eating outside and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing eating outside? You flies and shit? Fuck that. <laughs> you know. But um you I have, don't know. You have all this like, you know, opulence for a uh, television and then everybody that's watching it is more like Sanford and Son, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just like it's so dramatic that you worry about the the health of the characters like you're like <laughs> how can someone deal with this much stress right at, <laughs> consistently because novella novellas the, it's like one big episode yeah. it just keeps going and and the one thing i do like about novellas are they have a set ending they don't just keep going when the ratings are up right right yeah you know, they just they they tell a story and they dip and then another one comes up yeah we never see a 50 years of so and so you know it's, it's yeah. <laughs> River, shut up. <laughs> My dog's over there trying to break in on... It has her own views. Uh, on novellas. <laughs> Say, hey, I watch all of them. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, because of your shit, I can't watch my telenovelas today. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's all that's on Spanish TV, though. Telenovelas, the news, and then and some variety. Sabado Gigante. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's about it. I couldn't remember the name of that one, Sabado Gigante, yeah. And that show... <laughs> is a clusterfuck of of something. Like he'll he'll have he'll have a contest, and then he'll have a heartfelt story about some kid that overcame adversity or something. And then directly after that, there's dancing girls, and yeah. I'm like, this show has ADD. Like you <laughs> you don't even know what's going on. 
Okay, and so it's funny. American TV had shows like that back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. Minus the Dancing Girls. Right. We've depressed you. Now let's go ahead and party. Yeah. I'll fucking watch that shit. Then a dancing monkey comes out of nowhere, you know. So. Then that's another thing too. Is you have these random like dancing girls. They're essentially cheerleaders, and they're stupid hot. Oh yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Like, if they just. And it's always that little—it's always that little shimmy that they do, you know. Like, yeah. That, that, that there's nothing else to it. It's, it's like maybe where maybe where they came come from, they're like a seven. Yeah. <laughs> but but here they're like an eleven. Exactly. You know, So <laughs> let's get it together here. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, we'll get it together and uh, go right into the news. So in TV news this week. We finally got the reveal. We knew who was going to be playing Supergirl in the new uh, in the new series from uh, Greg uh, Barlanti and uh, Andrew Chrisberg. So we already knew that uh, Melissa uh, Benoist, I guess, is how you pronounce her name. Sure, we'll go with that. Is it just me, or does she look like a like a soccer mom in a Supergirl outfit? I think it's the color of her hair. I don't know what it is with that picture, but she kind of doesn't. And it's just just <laughs> this picture. It's just this picture. It's not. Um, I've seen her in other pictures, but she just looks like she's about to drop the super kids off at fucking soccer practice. <laughs> but uh, they revealed her costume this week. Um, so it looks like they kept kind of tr- the traditional look of Supergirl, minus the midriff that Adam always so. <laughs> well, that was only done in one one incarnation. They also she doesn't have bare legs either. Yeah, but it makes I, sense for television. You know? Yeah, I, although I do think the boots seem a little high. Well, I, that's that's how they that's how they roll on Krypton, dude. <laughs> no, it, it is a little too much, but I mean that can't be comfortable. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know, yeah, I don't know why she has to go all hooker with the boots, but. <laughs> Um, no little gold stripe because in some of the you know comic inversions you had the stripe going up the middle and and yeah. trimmed on there. Um, I don't know. I you know I haven't really read. Well, I guess I really haven't looked at the comments because I'm sure there's probably people like it fucking's lame or something like oh that's cool. Um, it looks it's a little more toned down, kind of like uh, the Man of Steel. In a lot of ways, the blue isn't quite as blue and the red isn't quite as red. Um, the yeah, it looks pretty traditional to me. It doesn't follow. It's very different from the new Fifty Two Supergirl, but they canceled that comic, so I guess it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but I I actually do like the coloration; it matches more um, the Superman movie now, yeah. where it's darker tones. Uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You don't want to be a bright fucking target when you fly through the sky. True, true. I you know. Um... Yeah, you know. I like I like the capes that they've been doing too because they look very heavy. Yeah, like, I, I used to think that it was so stupid and that the capes look so light. It's like cloth. Yeah, like the very light. light yeah, uh, like people people used to wear capes on Earth back in the day, and they were they were for like to keep warm. You just wore a cape and you could fling it over if you didn't need it or whatever. Right. But um, they weren't fucking paper thin. It wasn't a sheet. Yeah. You know. So. I yeah, think no, that's kind it, of... I know. It looks like it has some some weight to it and that's one of the things that i've always liked about like darth vader's cape you know yeah. that it looked kind of heavy and it draped 
You know, it was also completely useless. But yeah. Well, yeah, but it so made, Superman it made, him, it made him look scary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looks powerful. He has a cape. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I actually I like this outfit. Um, I think kind of surprised they're not going with like a blonde. Like it's she's more strawberry blonde than anything. Yeah, like I thought she would be fucking platinum blonde. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Maybe they're trying to appeal to a different demographic. Not everybody likes platinum blondes, I guess. Yeah, and Nothing I mean, that really fucking matters. But I know, and and to me, I I don't know. I kind of, you know, the platinum blonde thing. I just was kind of like, mm. but I kind of like the strawberry blonde that they got going with her because I think kinda... it's I think it's just weird because super blonde has always been attributed to Supergirl. She's always in every rendition. She's always like super blonde. Yeah, but whatever yeah so it'll be interesting to see how this turns out they started filming this last week on the pilot so we'll you know see what happens there but yeah you know they got Callista Flockhart playing uh Kara's boss Cat Grant uh Dean Kane and Helen Slater have been cast as uh roles as most of you know the t- tv series Superman and the original Supergirl and it's those little moments where you're kind of like that's cool they're doing the little touchbacks too you know the original, the other incarnations of the TV universe. I do, I do like the new Fifty Two cape more though. It's one of those capes where it, um, it doesn't look like her tits are holding it on. It <laughs> looks like uh, it's it's clasped underneath her neck, like it's joined together. Oh yeah. I think it looks a little doper, but like I said, they canceled it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Although I did tell Adam, you know, I did wish her tits were bigger, but you know. And yes, then, it's just not Power Girl. <laughs> but I always get Earth Two Supergirl and you know and Earth One Supergirl mixed. Well, up, you know, technically they're the same person, just Power Girl's older. Yeah, and more well endowed, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't, struck... isn't this show going to be like on ABC? Yeah, uh, CBS. So oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I got all of a sudden I have fucking allergies. Like as soon as I turn thirty, <laughs> so, uh, you know what? It, it, what they say is true. Because as soon as I turn thirty. Shit starts going downhill. <laughs> yeah, like I get allergies. Shit hurts when I wake up. Like I'm like, what the fuck? It's like a time bomb that went off. <sighs> it's like when your uh, car, or your TV goes out of warranty. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> the warranty's up. Oh, now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> All right, so Jared Leto, as we know, going to be playing the Joker in the Suicide Squad movie. Um, a lot of people, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Because he's stepping into some big shoes. And I'm not just talking about Heath Ledger. I'm talking about Jack Nicholson, too. Exactly. Like, two legendary roles. Um, and he's he's going to... I mean, I know he has... I don't know. To, to me, to me his, his, his Hollywood... His Hollywood history it really means nothing to me. Because he, he did a bunch of movies that I don't want to see. You know? <laughs> like, I, I know uh, people keep telling me that Steve included. He's a great actor. You know, he's he's won awards. Where I'm like, yeah, that's great. But it's for, like, weird emo movies. Like, I don't... I just don't care about anything that he did. Hey, just, just, to, just to keep this true, I never said he was a great actor. I said he was I a good actor. Did. I no. Oh. no, I said he's acted in a lot of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, you know. But, well, I mean, most people will remember him as, you know, the blonde boy and that got his face beaten in and fight club. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the cool, the, the coolest movie he's been in. I don't even remember him. So <laughs> of course I only really remember Brad Pitt and, uh, <laughs> the Hulk, the other one. Right. Um, Ed Norton. So, yeah. 
I, I just don't have a good memory, folks. Is what we're trying to get at. But anyway, um, it's pale of a drug, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's it's safe to say that um, tension's a little bit high. Like you have two type, you have two types of fans online right now. Fans that are completely against it, which is stupid because you don't really know. Yeah. You don't know if he's going to do well. Well, and then you the outburst for Heath Ledger. Yeah, exactly. And then you have the people that are like, well, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait and see. And that's that's kind of the side of the fence I sit on. But um, the, this is stupid because technically it's a rumor, but it, it it's just makes sense anyway. It's shit that we should should be assuming, you know. But um, there was a, a source <laughs> for the Hollywood life or Hollywood life or whatever. And he said, little quote, quote, Jared wants to make sure his Joker is not only some something the fans will love, but he doesn't want to step on the toes of Jack Nicholson Heath Ledger. He wants to make the character completely his own. He knows that this role may be his most difficult ever, but he is confident that he will make his version of the Joker the best. The Joker will be more cerebral and comedic than what we have seen before. Nobody should expect a copycat version. It's going to be awesome. Whatever. Um, (laughs) I put enthusiasm aside. Um, So he's not saying anything that you really shouldn't already expect. I mean, the cool thing is, if they do go a more comedic route, and I think they have to, if they want it to be a character, because let's let's think about it. Heath Ledger's Joker was really a one-shot character. Right. It was only supposed to be in one movie. So you can be as fucking intense as you possibly can be. But if if you're going to have him in multiple shit, you can't really go that intense every time. Yeah. You know, so dialing it back a little bit on the violence and just putting right. it as as being a little bit more funny, not only has that kind of Joker existed, but isn't that kind of the way he is in New 52? No. <laughs> no I, I thought I thought he was uh, I don't I don't He's well, they haven't sh- u- they haven't used him a whole lot except for just this recent storyline. He's, he's always in he's always just in little short storylines now, but he, because he's so intense, like now he's he's like he's always telling jokes, but now it's like you nervously laugh at them because right. he's so fucking dark of a character. It's ridiculous. Um, I I would say like '80s Joker, hmm. who was really funny. But yeah. he, he also was like, you know, he'd still slit your throat and all that shit, but he was still really funny. But the Joker now is is just twisted beyond all comprehension. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, I think I don't, I don't know. I can't tell if if this dude's going to pull it off or not. Yeah, yeah it's kind of hard to tell because the, the way the Joker is written is really the big issue. It de- You know, it depends on how they go with it. But at the same time, I'm still having trouble dealing with the Joker in Suicide Squad. You know, like, well, his girlfriend's in Suicide Squad. So. Yeah, but but you know, how much are they going to invest in? Because they got Jared Leto as the Joker, um, so it's kind of like, okay, so how much are you going to use him in the Joker? That's or, the thing is, everyone's talking about Jared Leto this, Jared Leto that. He's probably only in the movie for like fucking ten minutes. Watch, it's going to be weird. I think he's. It, it would make sense. If he was only in the movie to set up Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because everybody knows who the Joker is. You don't need to give him, like, a entrance. Yeah. You know, so... 
And if we remember the the Suicide Squad animated movie, that fucking awesome movie they recently came out with. Oh yeah, it had Batman in it too. So yeah, but Batman was kind of an afterthought too. But it was um, he was a prisoner, the Joker. Right. And he, you know, he had a little bit in it, but he wasn't the he wasn't the main character. Which makes sense because he wouldn't be a new villain for Batman because if the Batman that they're using is an older Batman, obviously he's already dealt with the Joker. Yeah, that's why he's in Arkham. Yeah, and it's already in Arkham, so that would be cool because then we don't have to sit through this whole "Who's this guy again?" and you know, find out that he's really the guy that killed Bruce Wayne's parents. (laughs) Yeah, silly shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or find out he was a failed comedian, or what have you. That's kind of what they're doing in the comic right now. Like, I'm not spoiling anything that hasn't already been released, but now the latest story (laughs) is. Is Joker is is saying he's immortal, and he's using um like a Lazarus Lazarus pit type thing, hmm. but he's been ar- he's been around since before Gotham was even Gotham, and he's been terrorizing Gotham ever since, and all this silly shit. I don't buy it for one fucking second. Yeah, like yeah, Bat- I, and that's one thing with the Joker's you can't tell. Yeah, and Batman. Batman's kind of on the fence about it because all the evidence points to it being true, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really interesting to, to watch that that uh that tug of war game. But then there's also at the end of each book in Endgame, there's a side story going on that's happening at the same time where a doctor from uh, Gotham has been abducted by I think five inmates, mm-hmm. and it, each inmate has has their own story that the Joker told them mm-hmm. of who he is. Uh, so, and they're all they don't they're all confused and shit and it's 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 really it's good but it's it's definitely playing on the no one really knows where the joker comes from bit yeah that's one of the things i liked about nolan's joker is he did that you know did i tell you how i got these scars yeah you know and he always it was always different each and every time which i always thought was was a really nice little you know touch to... i i think the the real truth of it is is i don't even think the joker knows yeah, where he comes from? Because because if you really pay attention to the character, he began when he became the Joker. There is no before for him. Yeah, you know? and he wasn't born like that. So obviously something happened, but it's it, does it really matter? You know what I mean? It's, like, it's yeah. irrelevant. You know, so because that life doesn't exist anymore. So what's but it kind it kind of looks like because this month is the end of Endgame. Um, right. And it kind of looks like they're going to tell us like a definitive answer, but I highly doubt it. They're oh, yeah. making it look like they're going to, but yeah. Um, and, and Scott Snyder's not a fool. No, you know, he'll he, leave, he'll leave that open. Yeah. He, he, he knows, he knows how the Batman universe works. And, you know, so if he was to do and give a definitive Joker, you know, uh, origin or what have you, it's going to piss off everyone. And, and he knows how the Batman universe works. Yeah, because he, because to be honest, he hasn't really let anybody down since, you know, since he took over the book. So no, he's he's. I think he's um, he's a great strength over there at DC. Yeah. To be honest, he's. He, it's going to be a sad day if he decides to leave that title. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on into gaming news. So, when you're part of pop of a pop culture movement and that person passes away. It's touching when those people return the favor by building something that would 
be appreciated by the person. As with World of Warcraft, after the death of avid player Robin Williams, Cryptic Studios will create has created a in-game tribute to Leonard Nimoy in Star Trek Online. Quote. I want to once again express my heartfelt condolences to fa- friends, family, and fans of Leonard Nimoy, said executive producer Steve Ricosa uh, in a statement. Everyone at Cryptic Studios was saddened to hear of his passing, and we want to make sure that we never forget the cultural impact of the man of, or the character he played. To that end, the Star Trek Online team will implement a standing in-game memorial to Spock and Leonard Nimoy this Thursday, March 5th, with our regular weekly maintenance. This in this way, we hope to keep his memory as uh, as alive in our game as he was in all our hearts. Uh, now, for a lot of people didn't wait until March 5th. According to Polygon, after hearing the news on Friday about the actor's passing, they said at least a thousand players spontaneously traveled to the in-game world of Vulcan to pay their respects to the character, uh, basically going to the center of the of Vulcan around this little pool and like a lot of character a lot of players had stand in like this circle right around the pool you can see the image on the lazygeeks.com but uh paying their respects on vulcan because even though in the game leonard nimoy's voice is only heard in the opening of the game the tutorials use the voice of zachary quinto it's nice to see the game reflect the mood of the community uh you can actually um when i wrote this story this was on the fourth uh third or fourth but as of this recording, the the it's in that pool in Vulcan. There's actually a statue of Leonard Nimoy, Spock there, so you can travel to Vulcan and pay your respects and uh, take a moment there to see it uh, in the game. I think yeah, I was I was tempted to download the game just to see it, but I knew I would just download it, see it, and then delete it. So <laughs> there really was there was no point. <laughs> Uh, why is there so much silence? Oh, cause it's my turn. I'm sorry. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a little cloudy. Um, so remember the DDoS attacks over no. the holidays? No. Yes, you do, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, Xbox right now. Uh-huh. Um, Xbox Live was attacked. DDoS attacked uh, over the holidays, and the X- Xbox Live went down for a little bit. And, right. The same old bullshit that always happens. So, Phil Spencer, top dog over there, the Xbox division, has finally um, said something about it in March. <laughs> well, nice to, nice to know they're timely over there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they, he wanted to make a make a comment. Um, so he was talking to Game Informer, and he said, and I quote, our commitment, it's basically fluff. But right. he said something. Our commitment to Xbox One customers. He notice how he said Xbox One customers. Yeah, Fuck it's 360. Like, Fuck 360. You have no. You, you don't exist to us. Yeah. Our commitment to Xbox One customers is to make sure our service is robust and reliable. Um, he also goes on to talk about like stability of Xbox Live is just as important to Microsoft as its security. Um, well, being that they're directly related, that makes sense. <laughs> um. And you know, let's let's not let's be fair. Both Xbox Live and PSN went down over the holidays due to DDoS attacks from the same people, I guess. Um, and the problem with DDoS attacks is, is is the media always gets it confused. It's not hacking. Yeah. You know, it, it, the network isn't being hacked. It's just being bombarded with requests. Yeah. It's just denying service. 
yeah, there's no there's no real defense to that other than making your network bigger. Yeah. You know, and and that's to come on, it's a feasible. Like what do you want on a fucking the moon is Xbox Live, you know, it just doesn't it, it, it's going to happen. Right. Um he did mention, he did mention Sony a bit in a not not uh asshole way which was nice um, <laughs> i was expected it's like yeah he mentioned sony we're not sony so yeah. we were up faster <laughs> well he said he said i don't think it's great when psn goes down it doesn't help me all it does is put the fear and distrust for any gamer that's put there so i look at all of us together as this is our collective community to share what we can what we can about what we're learning and how things are are growing these conversations happen which I think are great. So I guess Sony and Microsoft, at least on this topic, right. have shared a few meetings, and which makes sense. I mean, it's it's a mutual it's a mutual problem, you know. So it makes sense for them to kind of compare notes, and uh, yeah. but but they go about they go about the business differently, you know. And I think that's why Sony gets um Sony gets knocked down a little more. Than Microsoft does, because Microsoft has always had the better network, just because they've been doing a paid network for so much longer. Oh yeah, you know. But I mean, I've had a PS4 for a while. Their network hasn't it hasn't gone down in the time that I've had the PS4, but it's never lagged, and it's a great network. Like they're doing great. But like I said, how are you going to defend from DDoS attack? Absolutely, yeah. There's just no way around it. You can't. It, it, that's the thing. It's like people always talk about like, oh, they fucking went down again. And it's like it's not because, you know, something fucked up or what have you. It's because assholes are going ahead and doing that distributed denial of service, which is what it's called. That's what a DDO is like. That's why I hate when people go, oh, yeah, they got hacked. And like, and my brother, you know, is not the most, you know, tech savvy of, of people. So when he says, oh, did you hear they got hacked? And I go. What do you mean? And then I, he explains it. He's like, yeah. He goes, nobody can get into it. I go, that's not hacking. That's a denial of service. It's it's different. They didn't steal information. They just blocked people from getting it. You know, I go, and, and that's different. That's not hacking. That's still stupid and it's fucked up. And, you know, yeah, and, and one of the things that bothers me is when people go, oh, yeah, Sony went down. Oh, Microsoft must be happy. No, they're not Why happy. Why would they be? It's exactly what it says. It doesn't help me. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't help Microsoft when so it hurts them yeah. because a, a typical gamer, a hardcore gamer, might separate the two when something like that happens. Like right. the fanboys, because they'll be like, "Ha, of course that one went down," because this is my favorite. But most customers are gonna go, "Fuck!" Like gaming shit always goes down, or gaming this, gaming that, and it, it hurts everyone's reputation exactly. because nobody understands what a fucking DDoS attack is. Every time I read in the news that it's a DDoS attack, I stop reading the fucking article. Yeah. Like, because I know that, they, you know, the media is going to say, oh, they it's don't hacking. have to, you know, hacking this, hacking that. Like, it's not fucking hacking, you know, and like when the Sony network, that big time, big thing before the PS4 even came out when the yeah. Sony network went down. That yeah, was hacked. Yeah. Yeah, it got hacked and and I get it. You know, but any DDoS attack is not Microsoft's fault. It's not Sony's fault. It's just the way networks are set up. Yeah. You, there's yeah. no way around it. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing when people um sit there and say like uh ish, like uh um uh, what is it? Like, oh yeah, um Sony's movie, you know, Sony's superhero movie failed and Fox's superhero movies failed. Marvel must be glad. It's like, no, Marvel will get a little worried because they're like, is this the trend? 
yeah. are people going to start moving away from that? You know, and any time that there's a DDoS attack, that prevents people from going with their service or even saying, oh, fuck this, I'm just going to go to Steam or, you know, or, or go to Origin or somewhere else to, to play their games. You know, because... You know, because to them, a DDoS attack, you know, a lot of times, especially for PSN and Microsoft, it's not just stopping people from playing, what have you, uh, you know, multiplayer games. Netflix, yeah, you know, uh, YouTube, all of those, all of those apps, those things go down. You know who benefits from stuff like this? PCs, like PC yeah. gaming. That's the only one that might, because that rarely happens. Yeah, I mean, this when how many times can you count that Steam went down? Yeah, and I mean, and when Steam goes down, it's such a big thing that everybody freaks out because it doesn't, it never happens. It, it happens right. very rarely, you know. And it's um, their network, the Steam network, is a little more robust just because of the nature of it. It's on PCs, right? You know, so it it makes a difference, but it's just. I don't know. Whenever fucking DDoS bullshit and networks go down, it sucks for both sides. And it, it seems the trend now is that both of them gets attacked at the same time. Yeah. Like, it, people aren't playing favorites anymore. Yeah. Which I think is better for the community anyway because it keeps the fanboys from fucking getting uppity. Yeah. You know, like, oh, of course Sony went down. Oh, of course Xbox went down. Shut the fuck up. It's, yeah. it's, who, it's whoever got dealt a bad hand that week. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> it hasn't. It hasn't happened since the holidays. Yeah, and there hasn't been any talk or anything like that. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, and it is what it isn't. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, moving on into comic news. Uh, this one here comes straight from Comic Book Resources. Uh, Marvel has another new series set to launch during Secret Wars, and it's uh, and like most of the publishers' other newly announced series, it takes place in a specific time period as well as locale. Announced at uh, announced on Comic Vine, E for Extinction is uh, set during the Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly run of New X Men from the early 2000s. The news the series written by Chris Birnbaum, Batman Incorporated, and or Burnham, sorry, uh, Batman Incorporated, and our art by Ramon Villalobos, Original Sins, uh, takes the takes its title from the uh, from the new X Men story arc by Morrison and Quietly that was released back in two thousand one. With the return of the black and yellow leather uniforms and characters like Angel and Beak, its new E for Extinction books looks like it picks up where the original new X Men run left off. Burnham reveals that it was that's not entirely true. Quote, it's almost an alternate timeline version of it, said Burnham. Uh, it's almost like another take on the events from the first issue and spin wildly out of control from there. And it's not quite a what if or alternate timeline. It's just coming out of the Secret Wars events. Morrison's run was known for introducing a number of characters that have since gone on to become mainstays in the X-Men universe, like Stepford... Uh, Cuckoos and Quentin Quire. In the announcement, uh, Burn, uh, Burnham talks a bit about the characters fans can expect to see in the revamped E for Extinction. Quote, it's almost everyone that you remember in varying degrees, says Burnham. It's the only person I don't think we're using is Phantom X. 
he appears so much in the original comics in in X-Force comics he's sort of grown beyond the Morrison uh, quietly run in his own right but a lot of other characters in my perspective at least I still associate with most of Grant's uh, Grant's run so it's just about everyone that you want to see will be in there in some degree or another so this the the new series is supposed to come out, let's see if it says on here, it doesn't quite say, but we can probably suspect probably somewhere in May or June that it'll come out. Um, in the uh, excerpt from the solicitation, E for Extinction number one, what happens when mutants prove that they really are homo superior? What will happen to the X-Men when they fight for a world that wants to be them rather than hate and fears them? And what exactly is Magneto doing um, running the Xavier Institute? So that should be interesting. I kind of like the fact that uh, in this one they're using not more well-known characters. Yeah. That that they're using more of the sideline characters as opposed to the main characters, which is always cool. Yeah, it kind of hurts sometimes for, you know, people like, oh, well, I only want to see this character or this character. But I don't know. It's gonna. It's just a. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get, <laughs> all I'm gonna say is, if you're gonna get Secret Wars and you're gonna get a lot of these tie-ins, you better be sh- ready to shell out a lot of money. Yeah, there's gonna be so many fucking tie-ins. Ridiculous. Oh, I know. I mean, and all the different variations of you know the past and Old Man Logan and you know Spider-Man and you know. All of this stuff, and and they're doing like they did with, uh, what do you call it? Uh, DC did with their Forever Dark or Dark Forever Evil, that they're suspending some of the comic book lines during that time uh, because they're going to have all this Secret War shit going on, and then at the end, whatever the outcome is of Secret Wars, then they're going to go back to, you know, new books, some canceling, some old books. So let's see what happens. I just I'm I'm sitting here debating now as I just found a new comic book story, but I think I'm safe for next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um anyway. So this is actually not funny, so let's all let's all get solemn. Um Norman Lee, who is a comic book anchor for Marvel, has recently gone missing in the Cayman Islands. No, when I first when I first read the, this uh, the title of the article, I was I thought they were just being stupid, you know, like making something up or right. missing, like he's been busy or something. Or but right. no, he's legitimately got <laughs> missing. <laughs> legitimately, no one knows what the fuck he is. <laughs> right. CBS reports family members say his wife thought he had returned to shore when she could no longer see him. Uh, Rick Canoli with Royal Cayman Islands Police says the current is particularly strong in the area. There is a current out there which is taking us quite a way out to sea, says Conley. Um, I guess he was snorkeling. Mm. You know, the typical shit people do when they go to Cayman Islands. Right, right, right. Um, and he's just, he's gone missing. Like, they can't find him. And the sad thing is, is when people go missing like this with ocean-related accidents... Yeah. They don't know. They don't always turn up. Yeah, you know. So, um, but he's he's a veteran. He he's been in the industry, not snorkeling, but he's been uh, twenty years under his belt. Mm-hmm. He's worked for like Aliens, Avengers, Wolverine, and X Men. 
He's he's done stuff on Dark Horse, and not that on DC though, but I I guess, but he a lot of Marvel and shit. Um, it's sad. I mean, I, I hope they find find him yeah. alive and well. You know, just well, sitting in a cave drawing a comic book or right. something. You know, but <laughs> somebody um, better go ask Brian Williams. He may know where he yeah he saw him last. <laughs> Fucking Brian Williams. <laughs> Um, now, yeah, I hope they I hope they find him because yeah, usually when you're dealing with yeah, like you said, current related stuff, it's always kind of like. Uh, I don't. Let me check. Let me check just real quick. I always like to uh, see if there's a follow up. Yeah, go to Google News and just search his name, and just see if they found him or something. Nope, still missing. Mm-hmm. Missing off Grand Cayman. So, mm. and that, that was 13 hours ago from the Boston Globe. Mm. All right. Well, we hope we find him. We'll, we'll keep you guys updated next oh, week. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. This, was, this was 37 minutes ago, and it says something different. Let me let this, let me let this load real quick. Of course, it's going to fucking <laughs> take forever and a day to load. Yeah. It said they ended the search. Cayman Island Police end active search for comic book anchor Norman Lee. I have called off their search and recovery mission. Missing the morning and rescue operation was underway as a Saturday. Quote, we put all assets available to us, but law enforcement are privately owned, said Police Chief Inspector Braddy Banks. Law enforcement is privately owned. The, it are it is in Cayman, yeah. Wow. We thank all the. It's like it's like our medical. Yeah. <laughs> what you run? They didn't find him. They just stopped wow. searching. Wow. Fuck. It don't look good, man. Yeah, it don't look good. It says the currents are just too fucking strong. They're having a hard time even looking for him. Ah, oh, Jesus. What is he doing snorkeling out in currents like that? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with that. Uh. Oh well, I mean, uh, not hopefully, well, but yeah. hopefully he hopefully he turns up. You know what I mean? But yeah, like I said, I I rarely see people get recovered from ocean shit. Like when yeah. they go missing in the ocean. Yeah. So, well, we'll we'll let you guys know if anything else pops up. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, turning into technology news, uh, this one here comes from Engadget. Uh. Wondering how much HBO's hyped-up standalone service will cost you when it hopefully arrives this April? Considerably more than Netflix subscription, it seems. The International Business Times hears that the internet-only offering reportedly called HBO Now will set you back 15 bucks a month. Uh, that's not extravagant. Your TV provider, if you have one, is rough, paying roughly as much behind the scenes. But it reflects the company's view that this is a premium product. It's unclear just... Uh, where you'll get to watch HBO now, but IBT tipster claims that Apple has been the most aggressive in pushing for a deal, not surprisingly, that it seems HBO has a great way to boost Apple TV sales. Most, uh, more, uh, You're more likely to buy the tiny media hub if you know that you can watch new Game of Thrones seasons without signing up for a top-tier cable package. Uh, it's not clear how close the two sides are to an agreement, although it's likely Apple won't be the only only ones supporting HBO now on launch and that's that you can guarantee you know everybody's going to go for that um 15 bucks i mean they've got what uh, game of thrones uh what else do they got on HBO 
um, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and yeah, Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. Right? Yeah. No, I mean if they're putting their whole backlog on there, that's a lot of shit, dude. Yeah. And the Sopranos. Yeah, um, yeah. You get the whole backlog on there. You got um, Entourage. You have Veep. Yeah. You have um, a lot of and and even their own documentary series. Like a lot of them are pretty fucking deep and intense. They're HBO movies. Which are always really good, always get yeah, HBO out. usually gets the best movies. Yeah. So I mean, to be honest, fifteen bucks a month compared to whatever you're if you're cutting the cord, you know, it's seven bucks for Hulu or eight bucks for Hulu, eight bucks for Netflix, and then so that's sixteen. So there's thirty bucks for pretty much like kind of all you need, really. It it all depends too, because because looking at the price of Netflix and Hulu Hulu Hulu's in a different class because I think Hulu is different because it has all the current shows. Yeah. So I don't really include that in comparison. But if you if you compare with Netflix, Netflix is cheaper and has more content. But I think that's where it boils down is what content is HBO going to offer? Right. Like I think HBO's kind of if they make it a mixture between Hulu and Netflix where they have all their old stuff and they have the current shit and they don't make you wait. Like right. do it like Hulu does. Like Hulu makes you wait a, wait a day. Yeah, you know, and I think that's that's reasonable, you know. But if if Game of Thrones episode comes out and then you you can watch it the next day, no one's gonna get upset. Yeah, you know. So it's um, or even like, let's say Game of Thrones airs at eight and then they release it at nine. Yeah, you know, I don't think people are gonna get too much stuff about that. I would have rather seen it at ten, ten <laughs> bucks. No, I'm serious, yeah. you know, because it, well, it would I thought you were talking about the time note. You want oh, to no, see no. 10. Like, I'd rather see a 10. Everybody's like, fuck you, I want to see four. <laughs> no, I, I would have rather seen the price be down a little closer to the, to the competition. 10. But, yeah, um, you know, you never know. It could change yeah. later on. But but you got to you gotta also look at, too. Uh, but how much is it? But HBO is a subscription service anyway, even on TV. Right. right. So. so, yeah. And the, the thing is, is that HBO has a lot more original content than netflix yeah you know hulu a lot more a a list content too yeah yeah definitely you know uh a lot of it's it's kind of considered like oh you have hbo like everybody assumes you have hbo you know because if that, you, i've i've had moments like that yeah where you're like oh you don't have hbo you kind of give that look of like really <laughs> you know people and especially when game of thrones came on like people like, hey do you watch game of thrones i don't have hbo and it's like, what do you mean you don't have HBO? I'm like, I'm, I'm I cheap. Understand. I don't understand. What, yeah. <laughs> I never have the frills. I don't even have cable anymore. I mean, I'm thinking about it. But I have access to it right now. I think. I haven't even logged into it. Oh, Jesus. So I've been busy. <laughs> AJ Lee came back to the WWE. Oh, I was oh. watching that yesterday. <laughs> You're the fucking. So she comes back, right? Last Thursday was her first, like, real match. And it's funny how once she comes back, even all everybody else, all the dudes, they start stop mucking around and start actually doing something. So I was like, okay, so it's getting a little more interesting. This match was, like, amazing. Like, it was her. <laughs> it was her against um, Nikki or Brie Bella, one of the fucking twins, the, the one who isn't slutty. <laughs> the sporty like the sporty twin um sporty spice and it had uh her sister on the sidelines and then Paige on aj sidelines and usually and it sucks but usually 
diva matches are like filler. And that's it. it. Wrestling fans call it the take a piss moment. Like you don't really, you don't really have to watch it. It's not important. But this match was fucking important. It was long. First of all, it wasn't like a two minute match. It was like ten minutes, Damn. and it was dope. Like there was a lot of shit going on. I was like, fuck this. We're watching wrestling again. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you know. So everyone was hot. Four hot. It was the four hottest divas. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, anyway, this, was, this has nothing to do with anything. Um, that was technology. <laughs> yeah. I watched it on Hulu. So, I yeah, guess there it, you is, go. Yeah, it, it is relevant. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, Microsoft, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read the title of this article. This article comes from Engadget. Microsoft sues Kyocera over Android phone patents. What? Are we still on that? <laughs> now, I'm going to read this article for two reasons. First reason being because it's extremely short. Second reason is I haven't read it yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of realized at the last minute that I didn't have a technology thing. And I was like, ah, fuck. Um, Engadget it is. I always, <laughs> if I have to get one real quick, I go to Engadget. Um, Microsoft may be taking some steps to make nice with the Android world, but the company is still willing to pick fights when its royalty payments are at stake. The Windows maker has sued Kyocera in the U.S. over claims that Android phones like the Brigader and Hydro series, phones that nobody buys, basically, um, violate seven patents on features like location tracking and messaging. While Microsoft says it's hoping things can be resolved amicably. That was a quote, by the way. (laughs) Microsoft keeping it real. Amicably. amicably. Can we move forward amicably? (laughs) And uh, Kyocera responded, since you're using words that I don't understand, I'm going to take it as disrespect. And I agree with that, being that it's Kyocera. Um, it's, it's prepared to go nuclear if necessary. That was not a quote. That was in Gadget being flowery with their language. Um, it wants to ban. It wants a ban on these phones if Kyocera doesn't cooperate. We've reached out to, or they've reached out to Kyocera to see how it's responding to the lawsuit. If history is any indication, though, it may be tempted to settle, uh, of course. Microsoft already has most Android manufacturers coughing up royalties, and Kyocera isn't an industry giant with loads of cash to fight back. Yeah, I've, Microsoft's fucking on a suing spree lately, and it, it kind of sucks too because you know it's the legal department doing all this. See, the people don't understand how corporations work, right? And I'm not giving Microsoft a pass on this. I'm just saying. You have the legal department, and the legal department for a big corporation like Microsoft is its own corporation in itself. Right. You know, and they're suing everybody, right? And then you have the technology departments going, can you guys stop being assholes? Because yeah. our customers don't, they don't like us if we do this. Yeah. You know, and it's, it sucks because Microsoft is, is doing some good shit lately. Yeah. They're, they're really making some headway into, into being, um, a fresher, you know, a fresher company with a younger crowd and stuff like that. And little things like this can really fuck up relations with customers. Yeah. I know? mean, you know, and, and to be and these um, these patents lawsuits don't serve anyone. They no. they, they never serve the consumer. I mean, it's like they, a pissing contest. That's really it is. Awkward. It's like when you know Apple go went on a suing spree with Samsung, you know, and then Samsung was suing these other companies, and everybody was just suing everybody over patent things. And you have everybody in the technology community going. These lawsuits don't help technology. They stymie it. 
and and that's why you know that's why people like sit there and go like there's nothing new on these phones it's because somebody else owns the patent and they're not they don't want to get sued for it yeah you know so i would like to add um being that this is technology um my phone finally i have note for got the lollipop update it's downloading. <laughs> it's downloading it right now. Fucking Sprint sitting on their damn hands. Of course. Well, it wasn't just Sprint. It was Sprint and Samsung because Samsung has to make sure TouchWiz works with it. Yeah. Because TouchWiz is so fucking like involved in everything. That's one of the things people don't understand. Like when they do like an Apple update, everybody's like, "Oh, everybody gets the update really quickly." Well, the problem is, is that at, well, yeah, it's Apple, but it's working with their one device. Yeah. And. When you're dealing with Android, it's one, it's got to go through all the multiple manufacturers. They got to make sure it works on everybody's network. Make, make sure it works with their UI. Make sure yeah. it works on, yeah, that particular network. Because it's not only that, it's you have Android phones that are not only on different carriers, you know, the iPhone's on different carriers, but they're using completely different fucking bands and technology in the phone. Yeah. You know, so it, it all has to go through quality control. Yeah. But especially for the Note line usually takes a little longer because yeah. it has so many little features with the pen and it, there's just too much going on right so finally got a fucking lollipop <laughs> i don't even know what's in it you know, just, <laughs> i always i always love when those like those updates came across it's like oh yes cool cool i mean because it almost for like a day or two you kind of feel like you have a new phone yeah you know, and it's then supposed after... to look different too. I kind of don't like the look, but I'll get over it. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. I can always, it's Android. I can always change it. Right, right, right. Like, but um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it yeah. goes. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more about this next week. <laughs> I might. I might talk about some of the new features on the phone or something like that. All right. Well, many times, <laughs> many times, people, companies, and someone does something that's straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. So this week's This Bitch is Tinder, if you haven't guessed by the title of this podcast. Which was already a fucking dumbass app. I mean, the most superficial fucking dating thing that I've ever seen in my life. I know. And there's people that use it. And I'm just like, why? Well, there's tons of people that use it. It's like, ugh. So, I don't know. Did you want to? you want me to? Yeah, I mean... This is Steve's article, but it was my idea, I guess. But um, well, well, you had you had already selected what I was about to tell you that I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Douchebag. It, it was, was a joint what, effort. It was. It, jo- it was. It was one of those where we both were like, "Oh yeah." Right. <laughs> so Tinder. <sighs> Tinder. <laughs> Tinder is now coming out with a service called Tinder Plus, um, and you know anything like the word plus means money. Yeah. So it's gonna cost. It's three ninety nine pounds in England because I think it came out in the UK first, right? Yeah, it's it's been released in the UK. They've been talking about this for so long that it was going to come out, but they finally released it in the UK. But we're still waiting to see what it's going to, if they're going to use the same pricing scheme here, or or if it's going to even be anything remotely the same. That's well, it's it three ninety nine shillings or whatever. <laughs> Fucking shillelaghs. <laughs> pounds. It's pounds. Um. Which oh by the way I I saw a news reporter I can't I can't find it again it was like a random video when you're just clicking around all right and he said he was talking to someone in politics in England and he didn't say pounds he said euro that oh, fucking oh, oh, oh. politician looked like he wanted to punch him in the face yeah they were like we don't use the euro 
we have our own money. I was like, fuck, tell him like it is, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, the, anyway. The... But 399 pounds, which is about $6 US. Um, it will give you stuff like um, things you already had. Yeah. Okay, so unlimited likes and the ability to go back on your last swipe. However, if you are over 28 years old, you will pay a steep price for that. Fourteen ninety nine pounds or twenty eight dollars for the same person. That makes no fucking sense. I know, like, right? You're older, so fuck you. Like it doesn't <laughs> make any sense to me. Um, what else? That's really it. It's right. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just like it. I, I, in my, in my piece, you know, I was saying that. This could be something they're testing out in the UK, given that it's a smaller country compared to the US. And it's like, still a big market, though. Yeah, and to see you know how people react. But I, I would, although if it comes to say, I'm going to see a lot of people probably angry tweeting and Instagram shaming the service like beyond belief. It's going to be, it's going to go. Because it's ageism. It's ageism, ageism for one. And then also. So many people, the younger crowd, the one who get it for cheaper, they're going to stop using it because it's not free anymore. Yeah, because the whole go- point of Tinder is you could just flip through a fucking thousands of people right. and just go just by their face alone. Go, oh, they're no good. Oh, they're good. It yeah. played into that. That yeah. superficial part of humanity that that some, exactly. especially the younger crowd has, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, to me, this is the biggest, you know, we don't want old people using our service sign that anyone could ever hope to see, you know? And trust me, we won't. Yeah, because... It's just, it's so stupid. Here's a comment, actually. Uh, There are users that are just so active. They are just almost addicted to the platform. Tinder CEO Sean Rad said, these features aren't something that everyone is going to want to use, so we sort of don't want everyone to use them. And I wrote the article, yeah, we get that loud and clear. <laughs> you know, it's <clears throat> I don't I to to be honest, it's like it it's a great way to get people to not use it. Well here's here's the problem with Tinder. I think when Tinder first came out, it was it was a one night stand app, really. Yeah. It was like, okay, you're hot, you think I'm hot, let's go fuck. Yeah. But it's people as people do, when it gets popular, not not everybody wants that. You yeah. know, they want to make a real connection. So it's slowly becoming about real connections on some part of it. Right. But the app is totally not suited for that. Yeah, you can't sum up a human being in a short paragraph in a photo. Yeah, you know. So it's um, I do I do like reading the the fucked up. T- the fucked up tinders that people will put on. oh yeah like chicks that are fucking crazy like he needs to have this and make this x amount of money and it's like what the fuck uh one dude put just a picture of his bank statement <laughs> and no fucking explanation whatsoever <laughs> he's just like what up bitch um, um but yeah but- it's, it's like that i mean and we have free versions we have like okay cupid <laughs> you know you don't well, have to pay for that well, you know yet walking outside <laughs> You know, it's. It, this I, is, I have nothing wrong with with online dating. I've I've had a couple of friends that have met pretty long term relationships. On I I think the world's so fast paced and technology so ingrained in us now that it's it's fine, yeah. you know. But things like Tinder cannot compare to, um, like eHarmony and shit because those are at least attempting right to connect you in a personality way. 
you know, and and people that are on there know that they're not, you know, it's not Ashley Madison. They're not trying to just fuck somebody <laughs> and dip. Right, you know, right, right. It's it's um, I don't know. Tinder's just so stupid. Yeah, like if I, you can't be bothered to get off your fucking phone for five seconds and actually talk to a human being, you probably shouldn't be dating anybody anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing is to say you know Tinder for me was always like a joke. I never, I always use it just to fuck around with it. I never, I never talked to anybody. I never met anyone off of Tinder. And so many comedians now go on there and just find the most fucked up Tinders and just put them out there, and it's it's hilarious. And I I to be honest, I mean, and I think, and this is the thing is that, yeah, they're charging, what do we say, six bucks for like under 28, which is probably even high for people that are like, well, why do I have to pay for that when I got it for free before? Well, I'll just go on to the next thing. This is what happens when a app becomes so popular, they think, oh, people will pay for the service. It's Foursquare. Yeah. It's exactly what happened to Foursquare. Similarly, like when they split it. Yeah. Everyone stopped fucking using it. They just said, well, fuck it. I'll just check it on Facebook. Facebook took advantage of that, too. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah. right, right when Foursquare split, they were like, oh, our, we just made our uh, check-in service more robust. So yeah. you could use that. But, um, yeah, I've, I've had, like, younger, usually younger people that I've worked with, they, they'll go, what do you, you don't, you've never downloaded Tinder? I've never downloaded Tinder. You never, I'm like, well, I've been married, like, going on 10 years now. What the fuck do I need Tinder for? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I just go home and yeah. my wife is there. You know, it's, but it's um, I mean, I get it, like single single people trying to trying to hook up or whatever. But it's just too superficial for me. Like, I wouldn't use it if I was single. Right, right, right. Like, it, it, I would do it like you, like joke, like a hot or not. Like that, that's what yeah. it was to me, like hot or not. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Which, exactly. exactly. Which I always thought was funny, anyway. Oh, I know. You know. <laughs> uh, all oh, right. People are such narcissists these days. It's so oh, funny. I, know. I mean, it's, love it's, it. It's. It makes it to just like, God, it must suck being you, you know? <laughs> it's like watching millions of small train wrecks happen <laughs> all at the same time. Uh, the, oh, there was I saw this meme that had, uh, I don't know if you ever saw, but Kim Kardashian like bleached her hair or whatever. The last, and, the last um, Kim Kardashian post I saw was her laying on a bed. She didn't uh, look too bad, actually. Uh, she dyed her hair. She cut it and she dyed it blonde. And then... Uh, there was a meme that showed her picture, and beneath it was uh, Obi Wan Kenobi going. I just certain I heard a voices, millions of voices cried out in terror, and then suddenly silence. <laughs> 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 uh, God bless the internet, you know. <laughs> uh, I was watching something. I don't remember what it was, but some dude got laid off from like. Oh no, it was a web comic. I wasn't watching anything. And he, he was working on like a Star Wars thing, mm-hmm. game or something. And this other chick is a reviewer for like, you could say IGN, but it doesn't say that. Right. And and she wants to say, it's like a million voices cried out. <laughs> and, and she keeps trying to say it. And he goes, I swear to God, I will punch you in the face. I just lost my job. You know, I'm trying to feed my kids. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then they go on, and then just she she's saying something, then out of nowhere just says it, and he punches her square <laughs> in the fucking dome. <laughs> but it was worth it. That was so funny. Uh, uh, if you guys would like to recommend a this pitch for the podcast, please recommend it to us on uh, Twitter. I was going to say on Tinder. <laughs> Please rate us on Tinder. <laughs> Please rate us on Tinder, uh, or hot or not, or whatever. 
<laughs> at the lazy geeks one word using the hashtag this bitch all right we want to thank you guys for support uh while we enjoy making these podcasts free for free we ask that uh, you comment or rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can even go to the website lazygeeks.com and let us know what you think. It only takes a couple of seconds. It'll help us out greatly. And also you can contact us uh, by adding us, by liking us or adding us to your circle on Facebook or Google+, as well as hitting us up on Twitter or send something to our mailbag at the, la- at the geeks at the lazygeeks.com. So that is it for uh, the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. <laughs> I was still thinking about the Tinder thing. He was back on. He, he's downloading uh, Tinder now. And no, fuck that. <laughs> I was playing WWE Immortals on my phone. I do. I do real shit. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Later. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.